and welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. Every week on our show, we turn on Netflix to watch a romantic comedy, and we're watching them in chronological order to gain insight and context, and we love romantic comedies for some reason now. Yeah, we're, we're experts. Yeah, we are getting our PhD or whatever. In, our master's uh, in romantic comedies. Yes. <laughs> romance and comedy queens right here yeah so what are we watching today today we're watching 1953's roman holiday which is super exciting because it's audrey hepburn yeah oh wait don't you have a special oh yes so um it's my brother's birthday Yay! And tomorrow's Sam's birthday oh yay so it's everyone's birthday in november happy Happy birthday birthday. (laughs) that was in unison good job yeah (laughs) how we radio (laughs) (laughs) all right so the description on netflix is audrey hepburn stars as a stifled princess who slips away from her guardians and is taken under the wing of a tabloid reporter looking for a scoop he's gotta find it he's gotta get it i feel like this is like my date with the president's daughter oh it sounds totally (laughs) like that i'm super excited about that is gregory peck gonna be our will fordell I don't know if you can fill the the hair. Is that on our list? I don't think it's on Netflix. Damn it, Netflix, add it. Add it so that it comes part of our list because that is an early 90s romantic comedy classic. There you go. (laughs) That is gold. Anyway, Roman Holiday stars Gregory Peck, Audrey Hepburn, and Eddie Albert. And it was directed by William Wyler. Looks like it. And it's rated five stars on Netflix, so this is this is a big one. Mm-hmm. It's always the big stars, the big names that yep. has the five stars. So now we go on to our long list of awards and accolations. Tell us about it, Ashley. Um, so at the 1954 Academy Awards, it had nominees for the Best Cinematography, Black and White category, the Best Film Editing, Best Supporting Actor for Eddie Albert, and Best Art Direction in the Black and White category. It was winners at the Academy Awards for Best Writing and Best Actress, which went to Audrey Hepburn, which she deserves it because she's Audrey and we love her. Um, And at the 1954 Golden Globe Awards, it was winner for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama, again to Audrey Hepburn. At the 1954 BAFTAs, it was nominees for Best Film, Best Actor for Eddie Albert, and Best Actor for Gregory Peck. It was the Best Actress winner for Audrey Hepburn at the 1954 BAFTAs. Um, recently, on the TV show I work on, his grandson was on. Oh! Ethan Peck. Remember I sent you the picture? Yes! I do. He was, um, remember there was a TV show for 10 Things I Hate About You? Mm-hmm. He was the Heath Ledger. Oh, that's cute. All right, you ready to go watch it? Let's go! Okay, we're back. Woo-hoo. We just watched uh, Roman Holiday. That was a little disappointing for it me. was. For you? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. It wasn't like... First time I watched Breakfast at Tiffany's, it was, like, everything that everyone had ever told me about Breakfast at Tiffany's. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, this is the greatest movie ever. That was just a kind of... It was cute, but it was just really 
odd pace and I got bored in the middle because it was just like we got to the point where we figured out her want and we figured out what like her her whole like sneaking out of the palace thing like in the first five minutes and then we don't actually get to her doing anything cool yeah until yeah way after that there's a long time with Gregory Peck yeah and although he was fun he just he wasn't, it, I was very disappointed to see that Cary Grant was offered the role first. Because I was just like, ha, ah, that could have been so much fun because they could have had this quirky kind of, like, chemistry. But I understand, like, she is really young. And she looks really young in this. Yeah. So I can understand why he... Turned it down. Oh, yeah, because he would have been 46, 48. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Her being, in real life, she's 23. Yeah. I can totally understand why he wouldn't want to to deal with that, because that's, that's a big gap. Good old Carrie. Yeah. Standing up for the female rights. Mm-hmm. Well, just not wanting to be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> for now. <laughs> I don't know. From what I read about Charade, it sounds like it works the way that it, the, the, it works for that character. Mm-hmm. For this, I don't think it were it would have worked. Though Gregory Peck was, he was only, he was 30-something, right? I don't know. I didn't look. Oh, okay. So this movie's in black and white. We went back to black and white. And 4 by 3 aspect ratio. Yeah. A little <laughs> disappointing after all the beautiful Technicolor stuff we've been that's watching. That's what they wanted. That's what they wanted from, that's what they wanted from CinemaScope. Mm-hmm. Couldn't remember the word. Yeah, that would have been nice. Well, I mean, I don't think I want it in CinemaScope. Definitely color, but... Widescreen. Yeah. Just big. Or they could have done the 4 by 3 aspect ratio while she's in the palace, and then when she escapes, do a whole, like, Wizard of Oz treatment where it just the, everything is color and then opens up and it's all pretty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we start... Oh, actually, in the credit sequence, it does say this film is filmed entirely in Rome. Yes, completely on location. Mm-hmm, which is cool. Which, um, I read that the studio was like, okay, you can do that, but we gotta lower your budget, so film in black and white and get an unknown actress, which yeah. is Audrey Hepburn. Well, they were all smart moves. Yeah, they actually, I think, because you can't have, you can't do a movie about Rome without having at least part of Rome in it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think stock footage would have cut it. Mm-hmm. Because they they really did a really cool job of picking out the locations that have this really nice expanse and that work well at showing off the location in still in, while still in black and white. Like, they had the, the big, the steps, the Colosseum, the Tivoli Fountain, all that, mm-hmm. which shows Rome as a city and its expanse and its history, but doesn't have, you you don't need the color for that because it's all. Yeah. It's really old. Yeah. (laughs) It's old and colorless because colors didn't exist. Okay, we start out with a newsflash, Paramount newsflash, all about Princess Anne's trip meeting all the dignitaries of the world. All of them. Literally all all of them. Yeah. It was nice. I don't know. It I I like I like that she like as a princess knows how to say hello in everybody's language. Yeah. That's cool. That's 
you know, that would be a good accomplishment to have for anybody, you know? Yeah. Does the president not know how to say hello in every language? Probably does. Well, that's good. I don't, I don't know him personally. Mr. President, if you're listening, can you tell us if, to say, how to say hello in every language that you know? Because mm-hmm. I would really like to know. Do you think you know sign language? Sadly, no. Oh. Sign language is one of those weird ones that a lot of people don't yeah. think about it. Like, they know about it, but they don't think about it. Um, okay, so then we meet, actually, Princess Anne when she's greeting people. She's arrived in Rome. Hence our Roman holiday. It's in Rome. Yeah. She's greeting these dignitaries, and there's, like, a whole line of people coming up to her to shake her hand, and her foot starts hurting. Cramping. Yeah, because she's standing. In heels. Yeah. Forever. So she takes, she delicately, there's, it's a camera, like, under her dress of her feet. Yeah. So she takes her foot out of her shoe, and she, like, gives a little stretch, a stretch, but then, like, she can't find her shoe again, and it knocks over, and, like, there's cuts of her outside, like, getting all a little wobbly and stuff. Yeah, because she's trying to, to find her shoe without appearing like she's finding her shoe. Yeah, she's royal. You can't you can't do anything when you're royal. No, this was a very uh, Princess Diaries. That moment was excessively Princess Diaries. Yeah, like... I see the comparison between the two a lot. Especially the second Princess Diaries movie? Yes. Yes. Exactly. That. That movie. Mm-hmm. Isn't there... Is there a, a shoe gag in Princess Diaries? I know there's a... I don't know. It's been forever since I've seen them. Yeah. They should be on our list. They're on Netflix. Are they still? Yeah. Oh, because well, of the we'll Disney thing. Them. Yeah. Then, um, then we have the princess in her bedroom later that night, and she's getting ready to go to bed. She's standing on this huge ornate bed. Yeah. In a in a in a gown, a, a, a nightgown, night and she's brushing her hair, and she hates her nightgown. <laughs> she hates everything. She, That's what I got from she's, this. She's she's a bit of a rebel right here. She's and a everywhere. bit of a brat. Right here. I mean, she's, I think in the movie, she's like, what, a late, late teenager? Yeah. Yeah, like 1920. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, she is not happy with her life. She's tired of the princess life. And then she like goes into a fit of hysterics. Yeah, the woman, I don't know. Her governess. Her governess or whatever. Is, like, telling her about all the things on schedule tomorrow, and, like, Princess Anne starts screaming. <laughs> Which I understand. I have those moments where mm-hmm. you just need to scream and let it out and cry and get drugs from your doctor. Yep, they call the doctor. The <laughs> doctor comes and drugs her up. Yeah, he gives her morphine mm-hmm. to help calm her down. Which, while morphine is a calming drug, it is also... Isn't it addictive? It's addictive, yes, but mm-hmm. it's also, it makes you, like, hallucinate. At least it made me, like, somewhat hallucinate. Oh. I don't know. I've had it twice because of my migraines, but, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it makes you kind of see things until you fall asleep. But Damn. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, relaxing, though. For me, it, like, it gave me, like, 
it made me really like anxious and nervous until I got like tired. And then, you know, I kind of see things and just feel like it, it's like that flight or f- fight or flight reaction mm-hmm. and didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Didn't like that at all. So, but before she knocks out, like, as soon as the people leave, she goes over to window, she sees people, she wants to be where the people are. Yeah. I want to be where the people are. Mm-hmm. I want to see, want to see them dancing. It's true. She has a little mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were dancing, too. Yep. They were on the boat dancing. Yep. Um, so she gets dressed, and she escapes, like, out the window, in through another window, (laughs) down the downstairs, like, out the back kitchen, you know. Into the shadowy alley where the police are, or not the police, the guards are conveniently walking past the gate Mm -hmm. with their backs turned to her. Yeah, and she, like, escapes out of, she jumps in the back of the delivery truck. Yeah. That's about to leave. Props to her for not, like, getting caught, just mm-hmm. on the basis that she was running in heels. Those things are yeah, loud. Yeah, she was, like, scaling a building yeah. and everything <laughs> in a dress and heels. Yeah. She, she's a rambunctious She has one up on Spider-Man. There you go. <laughs> Peter Parker ain't got nothing. Yeah. Where's your gang, Peter? <laughs> Parker. Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen. Okay. Ooh, I'd like that. Wouldn't it be... That's a comic book now, dude. No, 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 I know. But I just pictured Audrey Hepburn as Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that. That's a good one. Um, then we cut to a poker game, and we meet our, our guy, Gregory Peck, who, eh, his character's name is Joe Bradley. I yeah. love these, like, American names I can easily understand and recognize. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sand, Joe Bradley. <laughs> Though, her name is Anya, technically. She says to call her Anya. Oh, okay. I thought her name was Anya. No, the press and everybody and her, all her people call her Anne. Okay. I was, that was confusing for me because I was like, is she Russian? Is this Who a Russian knows? movie? She's not English. She's of Genovian blood, of course. Oh, okay. She... <gasps> what? <laughs> if she was Julie Andrews' younger character self... I 100% could see that all the way. <laughs> what if that's what Meg Cavett yeah. was really going for yeah. in the because, books? Because of the end. Because she gets into this arranged marriage. <gasps> yeah, right? With Joe! Yes! Joe! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, wasn't her name Anne? What was her name? Oh shit, what was Grandma's name? I don't know! This is like total mind blowing revelation here. <laughs> you broke me. Like, get a get on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> what was Julie Andrews' name? <laughs> Her name was Clean Clean Clarice. Mm. But I don't care. It's Julie Andrews mm. playing her. But let, wait, let's see. Let's see if there's is there a trivia in Princess Diaries about? Yeah, I'm gonna look at the books. Uh-huh. That's the way you do. I bet, like, people on the internet have been discussing this for years, and we just, we just like, found out. <laughs> we just were like, oh my god. I'm seeing people, like, say that they're... They're similarities. Yeah, they're similarities, but I want to know... 
Nope, this is ours. We are we are going to establish this right here, Head right canon. now. <laughs> this yeah, we are establishing this canon that Audrey mm-hmm. Hepburn mm-hmm. is Grandma Julie Andrews in Princess Diaries. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, they could have just changed the name, you know, to protect, you know. But she marries Joe. Yep. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> we end review done. Yep. Wow. Where did we leave off with that? That. that, that, that um. That. We oh, meet. Yeah. We're meeting Joe. We're meeting Joe. <laughs> Gregory Peck. He's playing a poker game. I don't know. He's losing. He loses. He leaves. Yeah, I didn't understand the, the poker game except for let's insert some mail. Well, it's just a show. show. He's a, he only has the five hundred livres. Oh, okay. Or however you say the Roman. Yeah, he's only got the, well the five thousand or whatever, and then he runs into Anne, passed out. Uh, no wait, not yet. No, after he leaves the poker game. Yeah, he is walking down the street and. Anne, who has escaped her delivery truck, mm-hmm. is like bona fide drunk lady passed out on the side of the street. Yeah, he legit thinks she's like wasted drunk. Yeah. And like he goes to like leave her. Like he gets a taxi and he's like, hey, bye. Peace and then out. he just stands there and he's like, fine, you take the taxi. But she's being very uncooperative because she's high on morphine. <laughs> As we all are when we are drugged. Yeah, so he's gotta be like, I don't know, this whole, it was a really long thing of being like, where do you live? And she kept saying, the Coliseum, the Coliseum. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, she also kept on saying she was very happy. Yeah, that was her drunk thing. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. But then finally, after a long deliberation, he's like, okay, cabbie, we're going to my place. And then there's another thing, but he takes her into his apartment. Yes. It was a very long setup to get to this point. It just felt like this is where I felt like, okay, I get it. He's a Roman cabbie. Got it. He's Italian. He wants to go home to his three bambinos. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they're crying. Wah! Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I don't need to know. We never see this cabbie again. Right. So why do I need to know his horrible backstory? It was just a, yeah, it was a really long time of like, what do we do with her? I don't want her. Well, give her to the police. No. Okay. I'll... Yeah, why couldn't he give it to give her to the police? Because at this point, he did not know that she was the princess. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Just for the setup to work. Okay, so he drunk walks her back into his place, and he's like, here are these pajamas. Sleep on the couch. I'll be back in ten minutes, and you'll be, do your thing. Yeah. (laughs) Undress yourself. Yeah. So, that's a little bit of a long bit, too, but he comes back, and she's sleeping on the bed. Yeah. We we knew that was yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, that's the thing with this. Like, we know the outcome. Why are we watching every single step? Would people in 1953 yes. know this this setup by now? I think so. I feel like we have been we've watched tighter edits. This is yes, we have. Comedy wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. They stretched out the the buttons quite a bit. Yeah, 
He actually moves the the couch, his little shade lounge, yeah. next to the bed and just flips her onto the bed. I mean, onto the couch. Which she does not wake up. No, she's out. She is me, apparently. Yeah. Yep. I was, yep, I was confronted by both of you. I only said when someone's trying to wake you up, because that's what I, I, <laughs> I experience the same, it was very the same. <laughs> Of you saying, yeah, yeah, So, um, he sleeps on his bed and she's sleeping on the couch. Um, during that night, we see, uh, the news has gone out that Princess Anne is ill. Very, very ill. Yeah, pretty much them in the, in the palace or wherever are like, uh, problem. <laughs> yeah, they call, what was it? This is, uh, oh, yeah. This is labeled as, classified tops uh top urgent secret or top something like weird there was a word in between top secret <laughs> yeah it was i think it was urgent top urgent secret yeah it was just like this is a matter of death <laughs> life and death yeah um so joe apparently sleeps in and he goes off to work and work. he gets in trouble with his boss for being late he was supposed to interview Princess Anne the next morning, because this was her day of her press conference. But apparently, of course, she's not there because she's drugged out sleeping in his bed. <laughs> yep. But he's given the newspaper, the, the, his boss gives him the newspaper with the picture of the princess on it, and he realizes this woman is at home, asleep in his bed. Mm-hmm. And he freaks out. So he calls the maintenance guy and is like, yo, dude. Oh, his name is Giovanni. Mm-hmm. Hey, Giovanni. Um, can you, like, go check and see if, like, somebody is still asleep in my room? And Giovanni's like, oh, boy, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. It, like, finally happened. We were all worried about you because he's Italian, and that's what Italians do. And Italian men are randy. Why, why you no making a baby? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Why no babies? Why? Why? Have you eaten? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I have some more food. Here's some pasta. Go make it a baby. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he pretty much tells Giovanni to guard the door. Don't let anybody go in and don't let her leave because he'll be back in a jiffy. Yeah. So he asks his boss, how much would a private, like, one-on-one, behind-the-scenes interview with Princess Anne go for? Like, how much would that interview be worth? And Pretty much he bet his boss five grand that he could get the interview. And his boss bet him 500 that he would not succeed. At all. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Joe gets back. See how fast we're explaining all this? It did not need to be this. Yeah, it's like we are an hour into the movie at this point. Yeah. And we still haven't gotten to the whole, like, meaty... Roman holiday adventure-ness yeah. of it all. Um, so he's attempting, this is the part where he's attempting to wake her up like like someone would t- attempt to wake up you, actually. <laughs> where he's like, hello. <laughs> Poke. Yeah. Poke. And she Loud starts noises. like, she's thinking she dreamt it all. She's thinking she's still back at the palace. She's talking to her doctor with her eyes closed. being, I had this most wonderful dream and there was this man and da 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 da. And I was wearing his pajamas. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up and realizes where she is. 
And she's like, oh, I'm in this uh, person's bed. There's a guy here. I'm all alone. I'm in his pajamas. Uh-oh. That's where she tells him to call her Anya. Yes. But he knows the truth. He does know the truth. But she doesn't know who he is. Um, so on the sly, he calls up his photographer friend, Irving, and is like, I got, uh, the hottest story ever. I need you to meet me for pictures. And Irving's like, uh, yeah, he doesn't, I don't think he believes him. I feel like there's been a story that's happened before and he was like, guy, Mm -hmm. listen, I need these pictures, but this is going to be the, this is going to be the story of your career you know, come on, Mm -hmm. I bring you in. And it's happened before where that has not panned out. And so Irving is having way more fun with his lady troop. Yeah. He's got the models. Yeah. He's at the model house. Um, Then we're back in the apartment um, with this, just this random bit with the housekeeper coming in and she walks into the bathroom and Audrey's there, like, half-naked, all-naked. Yeah. Literally naked. You saw her back. Yeah. I don't know what that part was about. I don't know. I didn't, like, I didn't understand that. I felt like that could have been cut out. Mm -hmm. I felt like we could have cut back, like, directly back to Joe going back to the apartment, and, like, she could be dressed and ready to go, and Mm -hmm. they start their whole little bit i thought we could get into that faster way faster yeah so like yeah she leaves um oh but she turns around to get money because she doesn't have any money she's like i guess getting back would take some money it might acquire this yeah and he's following her so so yeah she sets off with his money and he starts doing a little stalking yeah pretty much stalking I mean, I feel like he should have at least offered to, like, I don't know. I feel like the excuse of, like, you're a woman, this is Rome. Let me make sure you're not being taken advantage of. You've never been here in the the streets. Well, I think at this point he is definitely in it for the story. Yes. And so he would rather get the juicy bits and maybe the scandal of the th- of the whole thing, rather than help her out. I mean, you see this kind of all the time with with some certain reporters and photographers and, and stuff like that with some actors, where they're always following them around. Like Lindsay Lohan got it the worst because she was always in. She was always going to do something that was scandalous mm-hmm. or not necessarily appropriate, and appropriate to what society's standard of her is. So they always would constantly harass her and try and get her to do these outlandish things because that's what gets them their money. So, and as it's been stated, is that that story would get, like, $5,000, which $5,000 for that time is probably, like, the $10,000 photograph for this time. It was actually... 44000 in 2015. 44? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, it's like your $50,000 photo mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So, I think we have this, like, thing in our culture that we want, we, we crave the, the scandalous stories. We crave what and our lives also, are not. And we're obsessed with royalty. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I mean, even in America where we have shunned royalty in our history. Get out of here, royals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting, like, culture study for sure. Mm-hmm. So, what I thought was funny was that Anne doesn't immediately head back to the palace. She spends his money on things for her. I like this because, like we said, she's a younger girl. She's never been, probably, she's probably never been alone right. by herself before, ever. Yeah. So, she's never gotten to fully explore herself, which I think is what the, the, one of the main themes about this is is that she she needed to learn who she was before she could go back and do what her duty was. Yeah. It's like, do I like gelato? I don't know. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of those moments like she's like, do I really like my hair long? Mm-hmm. What if I cut it? Like, mm-hmm. let's just go do it. So even though it scared her, you could definitely see that it frightened her, but she did it anyway because she needed to know. Mm-hmm. And that that's just typical teenagerness. Yeah, and just in the royalty storyline of having people making all these choices for you, you want to make your own choices. Yes. And you and like those small little choices, how much they actually matter. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we take for granted those, those small choices that we have. We don't want to make the big choices most of the time, but we, we revel in those small chances, or we... We don't realize how important those would be if they were ever to be taken away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she gets to salon, chops off all her hair, and it looks fabulous. She gets some gelato. She gets some shoes. She um, was talking to some uh, about some flowers. Yeah, she gets a flower for free. Yeah. Um, but then Joe meets up with her on happenstance. He just walks down the step she's sitting on and says, Oh, oh, hey, Anya. What are you doing here? I thought you were going home. Yeah, funny meeting you in this city. Where I wasn't following you in any way. No, this is the way I always walk. To the office in the opposite direction, 10 miles. Yeah, (laughs) what are you doing? Let's hang out. Yeah, (laughs) exactly that. Exactly that, you're right. So pretty much, he's hitched a ride onto her by saying, you should do whatever you want to do. You should make your whole fun day of it. I'll go take you there. I'll take you to all the places you want to go. Let's go. And she's like, yeah, okay. So they they start with a cafe, because she's never been to a cafe. Yeah. She gets a uh, coffee. Cafe um, ole. And then Irving shows up. And he almost gives away the game, that Irving. He says, you're a dead ringer. And then, like, um, Joe kicks him. Yeah, Joe, like, abused this man. Yeah. Excessively. This is where, like, yeah, Cary Grant would have done it with some class and flair. Yeah, and where it wouldn't have been, like, outlandishly insulting. Yeah. Um, so, like, he spills stuffing stuff on Irving and, like makes it so he falls down and he's like oh man let's go get you patched up we'll be right back Anya and like he gets him inside and he's like listen I know she's a princess she doesn't know that I know and she doesn't know who I am so we're playing this game all right yeah we're getting this story this way you need to keep your mouth shut yeah and then Irving's like all right I gotcha yeah yeah (laughs) so um they go back to the table 
and or Irving offers Anne a cigarette and she's like, oh yes, please, I've never smoked before. And uh, she takes a cigarette and Irving has a secret camera in a cigarette lighter. Which is totally obvious when you actually kind of pay attention to it. Because he's just like holding up and going, click, yeah. click, yeah. click. I mean, it's cool. It's, it's, a, it's a unique way of like going about covert photography Mm -hmm. but also relatively creepy yep so then they start having fun uh he takes her on the vespa to the coliseum and all over when irving's in this little little italian car taking pictures of them i don't know how he was driving he would let go of the wheel turn around take a picture and then turn back and then swerve it till it'd be back on the road that seems and this wasn't a stunt driver. This was the actual actor. Yeah. Like, well, let's let's think about this for a second. Well, I don't know. I don't know how they actually did the stunt. If that was... I don't know. I don't know. It looked real to um, me. Yeah. Um, and then Princess Anne takes the, the wheel of the Vespa and starts really running amok with it. Um, All over the place. Yeah. Uh Joe has hopped on the back, and they and she's like, "No, let me drive, let me drive!" Ha 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 ha! Like super, like running through the marketplace and knocking over tables and going backwards up the wrong side of the street or everywhere. Oh yeah, totally. This is totally something I would do. And then they get chased by the police, and then they get brought to a police station where he shows the the police his press badge. Yeah, and he's like, Americano, and they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because Americans can apparently do whatever they want in Italy. Yeah. Though I guess this was they did also, after the war. Yeah, yeah. But they did also say they were, like, had just got married, which appeased the Italian people. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, yay, congratulations. We're so happy for you. You can run ar- around our city and, and go make a baby. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So then they do a little more sightseeing. He brings her to the mouth of truth, which is a real thing. It's supposed to, if you put your hand in there and you're a liar, he'll bite down on your hand, which is why she doesn't want to put her hand in. But then he <coughs> does, and he pretends <coughs> that his hand gets bitten off. Oh, my goodness. So then um, he takes her to this place called the Wishing Wall and, you know, tells her to make a wish. I don't know. It's a semi-romantic moment. Yeah, I liked the story behind it because this was a real place in Rome that didn't get hit by the bombs during Mm -hmm. the war. So they believe that it was granted as like a wish to, as a protective environment for your loved ones. Yeah, so you go and you make a wish and you, at the wall, and if that wish gets granted, then you put a plaque up stating what your wish was, and it's just kind of, it's, it's a cute way of showing hope, mm-hmm. and I really liked the, uh, it was a cute, it was a cute scene right next to it. Yeah, um, but then, uh, Irving goes to develop the photos. Well, he kicks him out. Yeah, He's Joe like, says, go, go, do you have that development job? Yeah. So then, um, Anne wants to go dancing, because her, her hairstylist had invited her to go dancing that night. As most hairstylists do. Yeah. So they go dancing. It's on this, um, barge? Yeah, it's like a barge in the, the middle of the river. Yeah. Or the ocean, maybe. Yeah, but it's, it's tiered onto the, it's tied onto the... The dock. The dock. Yeah. 
It's fancy and there's nice lights and stuff. It's a good time. But then for some reason, these like royal secret service, secret service who have been looking for her are there and they spot her. Oh, there's a nice line here, pretty much with her thanking him for spending all his time with her and she calls him unselfish. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's gonna be a kick in the conscience. <laughs> <laughs> Which it was. This is the moment where he started to to turn. Yeah. Um, he definitely had, like, a, a reflective mm-hmm. moment when she says that. And you can see it on his face and his little hug that he gets. Yeah. So then she goes and dances with her hairstylist. And he fiddles with her hair a little more. Yeah. And then she gets cut in by this other guy who starts dancing with her. But then it turns out to be he's the royal secret service and, you know, says, come with me. And she's like, no. So there's this big, like, kidnapping attempt with these dudes. And, but Joe comes over and he's throwing them into the water. And then it turns into a major brawl. Yeah, it's like a bar fight. Yeah. A major bar fight. Because, like, she can handle herself. She runs around and grabs, like, wine bottles. Yeah. And smashes them over the top of people's heads. Yeah. Like, she had two in each hand. Yeah. And just was running around just whacking these guys. She did not want to go home. No, yeah. And then Irving's taking great <clears throat> photos of her. She picks up a guitar from the instrument stand and smashes overhead of one of the guys. And, yeah. Which... I I pointed out when we were watching the movie. So, none of this would have happened if they would have just let her wear a freaking shirt to bed. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to wear her nightgown anymore. This is what threw her over the edge. Yep. And why it was such a big issue, I don't know. It's, It's, she brought up very valid points. Just let her sleep. She, if she wants to sleep naked, let her sleep naked. No one's the wiser. She's alone in her bedroom. Mm hmm Just do it. Yeah. Um, so then they were going around a corner trying to escape, and a guy punches Joe into the water, and then Anne jumps into the water, and they kind of swim to the other side of the shore to get away. So they're all, like, shivering, all huddled under a bridge, and he kisses her, and she, like, looks at him, and then he's like, we should go. (laughs) She was a little confused, I think. This is her first, like, feelings of... Yeah. Of anything. Of kissy kiss. Yeah. Yeah, so it was it was a cute moment. It wasn't necessarily... I don't know if it's a romantic moment. I don't know what spurs his kiss, but it was cute. Yeah. Then they go back to his place, and uh, she's in his robe, and they have this cute dialogue about, like, he's like, you're back in my clothes again, and you should always wear my clothes. It yeah. It's like, ooh. Yeah, she's like, I always seem to end up slipping into your clothes. Yeah. Which, yeah. That was that was adorable. And she played it off so well. She was so innocent. Mm-hmm. And adorable about her, her hormonal feelings. Yeah. And then she goes, should I cook us something? And he goes, well, I don't have a kitchen. And she says, do you like it that way? And he said... Life isn't always what, what one likes. Yeah. Theme. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Theme right there. If it was like a lighted billboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Theme. But then he's like, maybe I should move and get a kitchen. Like, she totally wants to get all domestic on him right now. Yeah, she wanted marriage, yeah. kids. She wanted this man. Yep. Eventually, it's okay when you become queen. 
you will get him. Mm-hmm. At your, <laughs> at your granddaughter's wedding. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, I just spoiled Princess Diaries 2, but it happens. Yeah. So, it's kind of this big emotional moment, because they want each other, but they both know that it can't happen. Yeah, she has a duty, mm-hmm. and she, I think she, she really does realize this. Yeah. Now, she she realizes that it is time to go home. Yeah. Well, he wants to confess to her, and she's like, no, 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 and then they have gentle kisses, and, you know. Sweet goodbyes. Yeah, so he, he ends up driving her back to the, to the palace. Yep, and she uh, gets out, and... They're very sad. Well, they have a big kiss in the car. Oh, yeah. That was a nice kiss. Yeah. And that was that was the last time that they kissed there. When was the last time they kissed in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of sad. But the movie's not over. It's almost over. But, yeah. Um, so she runs off. It's, it's really sad for a comedy. <laughs> no, it really is. Like, like... We can't be together, and we're really emotional, we want to be together, and, and we're perfect for each other, but we have our, our our separate lives. It's like The Prince and Me. Have you seen The Prince and Me? No, it's on our list, though. Okay, yeah. Julia Stiles wants to be a doctor. She meets Prince Dude, who comes to Wisconsin because he believes that Wisconsin is where Girls Gone Wild, like, Central is. So, they, like, get together... And that, but I won't, I won't yeah, go into further details. Yeah, don't, no spoilers. Yeah, if we're gonna watch it. Is this like, um, Aladdin? It is, of? yeah, it's kind of like Aladdin. Yeah. It's like a lot of movies. It is. Um, so, she returns to the royals, and they start lecturing her, and she totally, like, bitch slaps them back verbally. Yeah! She's like, no. No. You are gonna listen to me, I am the princess, and this is what we're going to do. Yeah, she was like, I understand my duty. That's why I came back. If I didn't, you would never see me again. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I am here because I know what to do. So, so back off! Yeah, <laughs> and they do. Like, they take it, like, as this weird kind of insult, but she's right. Like, yeah. the constant hovering and the, the babying mm-hmm. isn't what she needed. She needed to know who she was so yeah. that she could actually be responsible for an entire country. Yeah. Which we don't know what that country is. Genovia! <laughs> Outside of Princess Diaries, thank you, Meg Cabot for, like, filling in this detail that was lost. You should tweet at Meg Cabot and be like, <laughs> it's Roman Holiday, right? Right? You, you can tell me. I know it is. Right? Winky face. Yeah, I'm totally gonna do it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get, like, my hundreds of thousands of followers that I don't have mm-hmm. that I'm going to, like, send to her Twitter account. Yeah. And be like, hey, what's up? Like, I know. we we know what you did. Yeah. Let's see what you did there. I see. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, then there's this great shot of them both staring out the windows, like they're fivel underneath the same moon. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where they're 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 really cute. It was a really cute kind of dissolve into one another. Yep. This is a part where I really felt like the dissolve really worked yes. really well. Do you think it could have been done in color? The same way though? Mmm. A little differently in color, but I liked it here in black and white. Yeah, I really liked the black and white dissolve. I thought it worked really well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've dissolved over to um, Joe, and he's staring out his window. 
as we said. And his boss comes in and says, where's the story? And Joe's like, I didn't get it. And there's, like, there's this whole big thing. Like, I know you've got it. You da-da-da-da. And this happened and this happened. I know you're with the princess. Yeah. But then Irving shows up again. He's like, I got the photos. And, of course, Joe tackles him. Yeah. Throws water on. Like, all the same thing again. It's like, don't you get the hint when I don't want you to talk? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, poor Irving. Not subtle. No. So, like, yeah, he kind of convinces his boss, like, no, that was, I didn't get any of that. That was just dumb of me. I'm sorry. Sorry, bro. Sorry, no story. Nothing at all. These are, these are just stupid model pictures. There's nothing you'd care about. I failed you. Bye. So the get boss, out of my house. Yeah, the boss leaves, and Irving, Irving shows the photos, and, like, Joe's like, oh, memories. <laughs> Memory. All alone in the moonlight. Da 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 da. So the next day is the actual rescheduled princess conference, press conference. Yes. So all the members of the press are like herded into a room. Mm hmm. Grand ballroom. Yes. And where she is going to step out and answer their questions as if she is addressing a mob. Yeah, and it takes her a little while, but she does see him standing right there dead front center. Yeah, like... And he's the tallest guy yeah, in the room. Yeah, he's standing next to, like... So this man was, like, six foot three easy, and he's standing next to, like, a four foot nine <laughs> guy. Mm-hmm. Like, this man was as tall as me, and... Well, the, this tiny man was as tall as me, and standing next to a giant... So, it was very, like, apparent that he wanted to be seen. Yeah. So, they kind of, like, lock eyes. She has a moment. Um, she's answering questions. One of the questions she gets asked was, like, what was her favorite tour? What was her favorite city? Yeah, what was her favorite city on the tour? And she's supposed to say something like, I've loved something about every one of them. But she, like, goes off script and she's just like, Rome! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it here! I will cherish every memory. Yep. And then he says something to her about how, I don't know, what was it? About how Rome or something, the European Union appreciates her in her some time and her, like, willingness to be open. Yeah. And then, like, she says it to him, saying, like, thank you for appreciating or forgiving. I don't know. They, like, forgive each other. In this coded speech. Yeah, yeah. It was very much something that they were, like, saying to one another in different words. Yeah. And then they were allowed to take photos. And then she goes, I would like to meet the the press. And so they all line up. And she goes and she meets them one by one. And she, like, gets to Joe. Well, she gets to Irving. She gets to Irving. Oh, yeah. Irving gives her the photos. To remember her trip by, which I thought was really cute. Yeah. Like, it was such a creepy, like, ulterior motive thing for him to be taking pictures of her mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie, and then he gives them to her yeah. so that she can now remember all of that. That was really cute. Oh my god, Princess Diaries 3. We have to find Grandma's pictures of Rome. Aww. Guys. Guys. Aww. I will write it. We have to watch Princess Diaries 2 now. Yeah. Like, with the... Uh-huh. 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 I see what you did there. Yeah, but then she gets to Joe, 
And they say goodbye to each other with their eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like tearful, mournful, longing, eye fluttering goodbyes. Mm-hmm. And then she turns and she leaves and he's the last one standing there and he finally leaves and the camera is handheld, you know, walking with him and that's the end. Yeah. They they go their separate ways. It's a sad ending. <laughs> I really liked it though. It had this like it wasn't even a, a finality of it. It was just like a this is life mm-hmm. kind of feeling. It's a truth. Yeah, it's like, you know, sometimes this happens where you you have this passion for for a day or two and then life happens and you can't live within that one moment all the time mm-hmm. and you have to to deal with your responsibilities whatever they may be yeah i don't know the comedy <laughs> i know it's a romantic comedy but i liked i liked the ending because it was I, so no, i did like the ending i did i i was satisfied by the ending and i'm especially more satisfied in that we've <laughs> added an additional ending. Yeah, that we have now uh, added to the scope it's of this movie. official. <laughs> you heard it for here first. Um, I wanted to add the last fact of this is the first American film made entirely in Italy. Yeah, it was the first time the, the co- uh, a camera was inside the Coliseum, I think. Like an actual movie camera mm. kind of thing is what I think Wikipedia was alluding to. Or said. Cool. Yeah, no, it was... I think it worked really well in the parts that it that it had. Mm-hmm. There were some moments where I just wish were cut down, because this movie did not have to be a two-hour movie. No. It was so much of getting from point A to point B. Trim that out. Yeah, it... Really, we needed... I much rather, I didn't even need, like, his little poker game introduction. I didn't need to see his office. I didn't need to see him come up with that little plan. I would have rather have stuck a little bit more with her. I understand why they didn't, because he was the bigger name. Mm-hmm. And since she was, uh, she just was really good. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was, is that she was just so good in in the way, in her portrayal of this, this girl that... I wanted to stay with her way more than I wanted to stay with him. Yeah, it turned out to be, like, his movie, which I kind of wish it wasn't. Yeah, it really, it became his movie. We started out believing that it was going to be hers, and that, and she was this, those first early scenes I felt worked so well and had this nice energy and flow to them because of her. Mm -hmm. Because she was constantly driving that energy, no matter what. So, when we got out of that, it just, like, stalled. Because you didn't have the the, dry, the same driving force behind the, those scenes. It just felt blah. Mm-hmm. We need to call Julie Andrews. Get Julie Andrews on the phone. Yeah. We're making a movie. We, we need her to be Grandma Princess Anne of Genovia. Mm-hmm. And we just, we need, we need, I need that to be a connection. <laughs> so badly because it makes so much sense it does it does no i'm there (laughs) i am all the way there you saw my face i did (laughs) you were dead i was like (laughs) not recovering yeah well and i think it also it kind of is ironic considering how much anne hathaway often looks like audrey hepburn Mm mm-hmm 
So, I don't think it's a coincidence in her casting. No, I want to, like, I want to talk to Gary Marshall right now. Get him on the phone. <laughs> I want to know if that's what he was thinking. Because it just makes so much, it, the, 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 like, not knowing the country, not knowing, like, all that, that stuff, and... Joe. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole thing, because she spent, like, the whole second movie talking to Mia about her responsibilities to Genovia, and then you were like, with it... Oh, yeah. Like, she gets it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Let's rate this movie, please. I'm gonna give it three and a half photographs. Hmm. Sneaky photographs? Sneaky photographs. Nice. I'm giving this movie three runaway Vespas. Ooh, I like that one. That one was much better than mine. This is my second choice. I've been pondering it for a while. <laughs> Hey, whatever works. Okay, uh, next week we are actually watching 1954's Three Coins in the Fountain, which is another movie in Rome. Hey, Rome. Hey, Rome. What up? They may have even made that movie in response to this popularity of this movie. I don't know. Possibly, it happens. yeah. It's but, totally happening. You know, with competing, you know... Studios. Mm-hmm. So that means it's probably going to be like a really weird knockoff. You know they do that. Yeah, it's not, but... Okay. I hope so. So you guys can uh, listen and download our episodes at thecutaways.com and please leave us comments and rate us and subscribe to us on iTunes. Definitely subscribe on iTunes if you want us to show up magically for you every week, every Wednesday. We're also on Facebook and Twitter as at Cutaways Podcast. Please talk to us there. Yes, we would appreciate it. We feel like we've been talking to a robot. At least I do. (laughs) I want to hear from people. Actual people. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.